Hey girls, Maria Menounos here, author of The Every Girl's Guide to Life. Want to know my best tips and secrets for organization, travel, weight loss, beauty, fashion, and everything else in between? Go to bing.com slash Maria and pick up my new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Life. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for 16 and Pregnant. Tonight's host is Mari Fagel. Joining Mari will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Isabel Mora, Courtney Stewart, and Ed Bowling. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest 16 in pregnant news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Mari Fagel! Hi everyone, I can't wait to talk about uh, last night's episode and break it down for you. Before we get into it, I want to quickly mention Maria Menounos' book, The Every Girl's Guide to Life. It's in its third week on being on the New York Times bestseller list which is wonderful, and I just want to remind everyone it's a great graduation gift for all the uh, graduations coming up. So now let's get into the episode, but I do want to quickly mention we will have a special guest calling in later in the episode. Danielle herself from last night's episode will be calling in so we can ask her a few quick questions about what went down and what's next for her and her future. So, Ed, Isabel, thank you for joining me. Hi. Um, Hello. Let's well, uh, I just what want think of Danielle? really quick. I just uh, before any of this, and I know I know I'm killing time because we want to get to Danielle. But um, for those of you guys who go on our website, um, you may know that some of the latest shows aren't up. That's because we just switched over to a new design, and so it's going to take us a little bit to get everything back up. But fear not, as always, there is no fear of not being able to get all the latest shows. You can get them on iTunes. You can listen live on ustream.tv/afterbuzztv, and of course, for on the go, there's the Stitcher app. Download it. And you can listen to us there. That's all I got, Mari. Back to you. Excellent. Thank you very much, Phil. So, Ed, Isabel, just first first thoughts of Danielle and last night's episode. Isabel. <sighs> you know, this one, this episode was just, I enjoyed it, but Danielle, I don't even, when she came on, I didn't have much thoughts for her. Nope. I, I just didn't I, I she didn't do anything for me. It was just mm. kind of like here we go with the 16-year-old, the typical 16-year-old, you know, that yeah. didn't have any sex ed education. I mean, just there was nothing. I felt I felt uh kind of like that too, but I think I would describe it as a little confused because very confused, yes. It was like she was described in, you know, the 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 introduction as this party girl, but 
she seemed really kind of just calm and right. not a party girl. She she talked a little bit like uh, you know I think I'm. It just didn't seem like she was a wild and crazy person at all, know. like it was described. <laughs> and I think Isabel disagrees with me, but I also felt confused about the mom. I felt that the mom seemed so calm and so stable and supportive and like patient, and it, it just. It just really, really confused me because I didn't see all of the drama and chaos that, you know, sort of the that supposedly happened before the pregnancy. Did you see that? Mara? OK, well, let me give you guys my take on this. Yeah. So we get this intro into Danielle. They claim she's a party girl who is failing out of school and she went to move and live with her grandmother, met her boyfriend, Jamie, and ended up getting pregnant. And right. you know how we talk about each episode what makes this girl different and why we think they chose this girl to feature. Okay. And I think the reason they chose Danielle is because her mom was 16 and pregnant as well. And this is what I found so heartbreaking because she, right at the top of the episode, her mom says, I told you over and over how not to get pregnant. Yet she repeated down her same path, wasn't on birth control, didn't use protection and now is following the same footsteps as her mother. What yeah. did you guys think of that, Isabel? You know, I, I hated when they mentioned how her mom was um, 16 and she got pregnant at that age, too. I just I hate when they, they try to. Oh, because you're 16 as well. It, it, you know, it obviously your mom didn't do anything right and you didn't learn anything from that. I know that being the mom being 16 and pregnant herself, I'm sure she brought it up a lot. I'm sure she tried to keep her daughter untracked, but it's a little that's I mean, we'll leave that for later when we talk about her mom, but that was a part where I was just like, let it go. Let it go. Your daughter's not you. And there I don't think there was anything else that anyone could have done around that daughter. The the you know, Danielle to not make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt that, um, I, I kind of agree with you, Mari. It definitely carried with it the shock value. Like, oh my God, the mom was 16 and now the daughter's 16 having a baby too. It just kind of had that sort of, uh, you know, like when you hear something, some juicy gossip, it kind of had that impact on, you know, it kind of had some shock value. I think I was just taken aback because, and I, I just felt so bad for Casey, her mother, because, it sounded like she had ingrained it in her daughter's brain how to use protection, what not to do, not to follow in her footsteps. She didn't glorify it, and, you know, she ended up in the same position. And I think the major reason why, and I want to get your perspective on this, is she let her daughter move in with her grandmother. And she said, there was no parental supervision. I let my baby girl out of my hands. Yeah. And we'll talk about later in the episode the mother-daughter relationship, but I think that move by letting her move to her grandmother's house, that sets a precedent and she's lost control over her daughter. So and I I know we don't see the drama and to the extent of her partying and feeling out of school, but what do you think of of, of letting her, letting her daughter move to her grandmother's well, house see, 40, here, 40 minutes away. Well, apparently she had lost her daughter before she moved in with grandma, and that's why she was moving in. So I don't think this was, oh, I'm losing my daughter, or I lost my daughter after I let her move in with grandma. No, she had lost control a while ago. Right, yeah. And that's, that's why grandma stepped yes, in. Yes. So it wasn't a situation, it wasn't, you know, the girl never changed. She went from being a trouble or a party girl at mom's house to 
replacing that with a boyfriend. That was the only difference. And she she was clearly uh, the whole time she was on camera. Anytime she was talking about her mom, she was so resistant to accepting her mom's warnings, to accepting her mom's instructions. She's like, I don't I don't want to be under her. Uh, I don't want to be doing things the way she. You know, she's really, really resistant. I mean, she has this chip on her shoulder. It seems that she wants to prove that you know she can do this stuff uh, without her mom's help. And um, that you know, to me, that's what happened. It's like uh, when she was describing the process of her and being you know in the process of getting the birth control. It just seemed really sort of you know uh, lackadaisical. Like she said, I went there. Uh, to request birth control, and they they gave me a test to see if I was pregnant or not, and I wasn't. And then I come back a week later, I was pregnant. Well, you're having sex, great, you're going to get birth control, but you're obviously sexually active before you're getting it. And so it's to me, it's all just a big deviation from everything her mom said. She doesn't want to follow. She wanted to prove that she can do the whole thing, her whole life on her own. Really? I took it like it was her way of showing her mom, look, I know I'm pregnant now. I know you're worried that it's not going to work out. Let me show you that it's going to be different with me. Mm-hmm. Let me show you that, you know, whatever you went through when you were pregnant with me, I'm going to try to overcome those. Yeah, see, it, I think that fits, meaning she's saying that, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna be all right. Why She kept saying, why do you think I can't do it? Why do you think that, you know, that's why she wanted to move away from mom, to let her know, hey, look, mom, I can do it without you. You know, so yeah, so to me, everything that she was saying and doing in the show was kind of all of it had to do uh, with her wanting to be to show proof that she can do this on her own. I just don't know why she had that desire so badly. And let's talk about that where where she was going to live because that was a big issue throughout the episode and proving she can do it on her own. So in the beginning, about two months out from the birth, she. Her and Jamie thought that they would move into their own home. And this is where I was just watching this thinking, God, they're so young. They are so naive because they don't have the finances. And I just thought it was such a sad conversation when they were discussing, okay, I make $800 a month. What We already have diapers and wipes. What else do we need? How long will that last us? And it was like they had no clue. They had no idea. What did you think of that conversation? Well, I, when it came with the white base and diapers, no one has any clue. You don't know how much a baby's going to... I mean, you there's there's no way to predict that. But um, the economy part, uh, it was very, you know, just to know it's $800. It doesn't matter what we need. It's only $800. And we already know that $800 wasn't going to cover the rent. Yeah. So, um but uh, you know, it was when they were sitting there and they tried. I know, I know, MTV put this episode like, "Look, you're so young, you don't know what." No, not even grown-ups know how much diapers and wipes we're gonna go through. But and and you saw the frustration in her face, like you're supposed to have answers for me because I don't. So I was hoping you, Jamie, had answers for me. Well, during that conversation, I I, I was looking at it and I was thinking, you know what, he and he and he was this way a couple of times in the show. She was actually trying to do something very mature, and that is plan. And she was trying to make a plan, and she was writing numbers down. I mean, she was even, that's a budget she was going to make. Right. That is really, really mature of her. And he was resistant to planning, which is clearly an immature action. Right. And so uh, at the same time, he, he might have been feeling a little bit like, 
you know, it's all she, on him. Well, yeah, that and also the fact that she was the one that's doing all the initiating, all the mature stuff, and you know, he might he might have felt a little bit like, hey, wait a minute, I you know, I want to do something, so that might be why he resisted. But um, when it came to the hold on, what was I going to say? Because I had a really good point and I just forgot it. Um, but they were they did not know at all what to expect with uh, how many wipes and how many diapers and all that stuff. And I think that part of what she needed him to do was to, at that moment, because she started to cry, was to say, yes, reassure her and say that, you know what, whatever, let's let, go ahead, let's plan this right now. We'll, we'll break it down however you think. We'll do the best we can, and it's going to be okay. But I don't think he did a bad, a bad, um, a bad job trying to do that because he did instead, you, you saw him getting frustrated and then, yeah. and then calm off. down and say, yeah. you know, it's okay, don't cry. I'm not trying to upset you. It's just like you. I have no idea about this, but calm down. That was the first time that I looked at him and I said, oh, okay, this, this might be a nice guy too. Well, yeah, he seemed like a good guy, but again, he, you know, he's got a lot to learn. He's young. And so, cause he tried to comfort her in the way of, uh, you know, if, as you get older and you learn to, to communicate things, you learn not to tell uh, a girl who's crying, oh, don't cry, I didn't mean to make you cry, you know, I wasn't trying to make you cry. That's not the point. The point is something else, you know. And before we move on, do we remember why he lost his license? Was it because of DUI as well? Uh, I didn't hear the reason. Uh, I don't think it was because of DUI. They didn't mention, they just said that he did lose he his not, license. Okay. But we can ask Danielle that. Right. Okay. But um, but let's talk about, so then they just, they obviously, I guess it's kind of a mature decision that they can't afford to move out on their own. So then they oh. decide that after, a week after the birth, they're going to move in with Jamie's dad because he doesn't have his license. So he can't drive to her mom's house and he can't drive to work from her mom's house. So to be closer to work, since he apparently decided not to pursue his high school education and not to go back to school. Right, he had decided decide, that before, right. Which I thought that was incredibly questionable and not a good role model for his child, but they decide to move in with Jamie's dad. So what did you guys think about that decision? And I mean, I will see obviously the struggle between the mom and that decision, but just what did you think of that decision? Is that right? Well, I mean, that's, that's a tough question, whether it's right. I mean, what they were trying to do was they were obviously trying to somehow make a, a you know, start like a family type little model there and there was only one income, and so they they were going to go where the income was. And so that's, you know, there's some good things, good notions there, right. but there's some other things to consider too. I mean, they're 45 minutes away, and they don't have a car. But uh, I remembered my point, and it still, it still goes along with this, or my question. I felt that maybe, it, or maybe on the part of MTV, things were a little bit disingenuous, meaning here we see this couple talking about their budget of 800 bucks, and at the same time, we know that the couples on the show are compensated. And so is it that the compensation doesn't come until, you know, after the show's over? or It does. You know, it comes. It does. I mean, I, I've, I've done some reality TV, and you usually don't get paid till. Mari, do end. we know? I mean, because it felt like, well, why are they worried? Because there was a, in the last episode, I noticed that they didn't talk about money at all. You know, they just didn't even, it wasn't an issue at all. And I thought, okay, well, that's because the MTV is compensating them. And no, so, no, no, no. Every episode, you you see a teenager working two, three jobs. I mean, uh, well, no. Marcy was working two, three jobs. Well, um, well I'm talking about the know. last one where where there was just the mom, and the mom was always at the boyfriend's house, and the, the young girl who had the baby, I forgot her name, but she was at home all day, every day, 
you know, she had her laptop and she had a nice little car seat and she had everything. But she was in her own apartment. Well, no, she was living with her mom. Right. I don't, but, but I think in know. that, and I think in our last episode, they never even thought about moving out. So I don't think it was, you know, I think. But right. it, in other words, money I, was I, not I an issue. I think that MTV doesn't discuss or bring up in the show the fact that they compensate them because right. the point of the show, is, and we'll talk about this in News and Gossip, is the creator says she wants to show the daily struggles of these mothers. Right. And so one of the daily struggles of teenage moms is finances. So they want to show that and that reality. So I'm not sure when the money does kick in and we we can ask Danielle that, but if they that they wouldn't be representing and showing how a mother really right. struggles if if they just talked about how the fact that they got paid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but in in regards to the mo- the whole move, you know what? It's it has to be. I don't think there's a right or wrong there. Um, I mean, my heart went out for uh, Danielle's mom, and you know, I wanted. I was so uh, impressed with how different she appeared on the show than based on you know what they said she was like before. It sounded like you know things were sort of uh, out of control on both sides, but she seemed so stable, so supportive, so patient, and I really liked it. Like I wanted her, you know. But the dad seemed like a nice guy too. It's just that you know you're you're. In general, I think your heart goes towards the the that the baby should be with the women. We talked about that before, but you know that's where I I kind of wanted things to stay. Well, I think we 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 go back to the whole you know age uh, situation here. If they were I don't know twenty one and and up, I don't think we would care where they move. But here we're talking about a sixteen year old oh, moving and playing house with yes. her boyfriend. Yes. That's that's a big deal, and that's where. I think we all question and wonder what should, you know, doesn't she the stay fact, with her mom or But doesn't move the fact that boyfriend. she's like a mom, doesn't that like change the game because remember, I would I, I when I was looking at her I'm thinking okay, they are a couple now and they have a baby and they're starting a family, so they should obviously be together if they can at all. But the mom uh, uh Danielle's mom brought up such a good point. She said, "Well, wait a minute. What mom lets their 16-year-old daughter go live with her boyfriend?" She goes, I, I'm a, I'd be a bad mom if I did that. And I'm thinking, I totally forgot about that part. Like, she's right. She's got her 16-year-old daughter here. And so how do you handle It's such a conflict. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because when she said that, um, I went back to all the other episodes where the – the mom or the teenagers put in the middle of situations, oh and I was God. thinking. Oh my God! You did research. Well, no, That's I was. Good. No, I was good. just thinking. You know, here we go again. Mom feels guilty because the 16-year-old daughter is pregnant, and again, please make me feel better and make me feel like I'm a good mom. And don't move in with your boyfriend. Stay here so I can. At least so, show that so you're saying that you think the mom that's selfish on the mom's part. Yeah, it was a little. Okay, it was just okay. kind of like, okay, I know you want to make yourself feel better because right. she there's so there's all this guilt build up in her. As it like you know, my daughter got pregnant because I let her move in with grandma. My yeah. daughter is now moving in with her boyfriend. You know, I need to keep her from doing that. So at least I can say, well, I have her living with me now. You something, know, you know. It's no, just, you're right because I wrote something like that down too uh, when I heard her say something like. Um, do you realize how much it breaks my heart? And I'll, but really, her point was, she said, 
uh, when people see us, it's gonna yes. they're gonna think what I'm a bad. Think? Yeah, but the thing is, like, she's, <laughs> I wrote the same. She's, exact she's thing. like concerned about how people see her as opposed to more. Seems like the situation. Mari, did you notice that and have that same reaction? I, I picked up on that same thing. She said, "Yeah, she said, I don't. What are other people going to think? What are other moms going to think of my decision?" Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe it was a little selfish, but I just felt so bad for this mom. But like I was saying before, I think the fact that she let her daughter move in with her grandmother, she now doesn't have a say in a situation like this because that precedent has already been set. So she has no say this second time around that she's saying, oh, I want to move in to, I want to leave your home because she already let her the first time around. And so that's where I think she lost control. But um, let's get into the actual... Okay, her, her giving birth. Um, but you can add any other points you want. But I just wanted to talk about her giving birth because there was one point that I just, again, thought she was so young and naive and so clueless. She's in the kitchen and she's saying, I have a lightning bolt pain over and over. Should, should I call the doctor? I, I yeah. mean, isn't that like a no-brainer? Oh, uh, well. No, no, it's not because, again... I've been pregnant, and when you read the book, it says you'll have pains, and they won't mean anything. Yeah. Um, don't bother calling, you know, <laughs> unless yeah. the pain is bad, or unless you have your bloody show, don't bother calling. So when you read those books, or you hear from your mom, and you say, Mom, I, I'm feeling a little discomfort, they're always asked, well, how bad is it? Can you handle it? Yeah, it's not bad. Then you just stay home. Mm-hmm. You don't bother. So no, no, I did see that, and I just thought, yeah, this is normal. She's not supposed to know, <laughs> you right, know. Right. Well, I, I like the fact you mentioned that, you know, you would call the 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 mothers and the aunts and stuff in your family, the right. ones who have been pregnant, right. to see, hey, is this normal? And and although she didn't immediately do that, she she got to that really quick. She talked to her friends, and then everybody was like, yeah, you know, you should ask your mom. She right. Said, oh, I should but ask my no, mom. notice she she mentioned it's gotten worse from the morning. It's bugging me a little more now. It's, yeah. it's And she said maybe I should ask my mom now. Yeah. First time around, I guess right. she wouldn't know, huh? No, no. And I don't think if I was pregnant again, I would know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I've, no- I've you never. Don't, trust me. You are you're never comfortable at that at when you're past six seven months yeah. you know so anything you're just like please let it be just what about her what about her description of it as a lightning bolt was that is that any truth uh, to that actually yes <laughs> i thought that was funny. i mean no i don't it's kind of like getting shocked <laughs> it's kind of like mom i have a lightning bolt in my pants so what does that mean <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like um it's kind of like okay. getting shocked, so yeah, okay. it made sense. It made sense. Mari, Mari, we've got a sign from Phil uh, asking us uh, if now's a good time for us to try to incorporate Danielle onto the show. So you have that cue there. Wonderful, Danielle. Are you on the line with us? Uh, no, no, no. Phil's asking us is now a good time to go ahead and get that done. No, we're literally going to dial her out. Our fans will listen oh, to okay. us well, dial then, her. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get into it. We can ask her about her relationship with Jamie while we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. You guys can keep talking. I was going to say we. Oh, we uh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. And, and maybe, maybe we should. We but should. Um, labor. The beeps were so entertaining. Labor was one of the worst I've seen on. On. We lost Mari. Uh oh. Did we lose Mari? Oh, Phil. <laughs> I think we lost Mari. We lost Mari. Well, hold on. As I fix this technical problem, sure. Danielle will probably be on the line. Okay, that's fine with Hello. me. Hello, is that Danielle? Yep. 
Hi, Danielle. This is Ed Bowling and Isabel Mora on AfterBuzz TV. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being available. Now, uh, the the our host Mari Fagel, who is responsible for uh, connecting up with you, um, she just mm-hmm. accidentally dropped off the line, so it's a technical difficulty that we're fixing. Um, okay. But uh, but we did uh, we did watch your show today, and we we just we really wish you the best. We want to see everything work out great for you. So, um, how how are things going? Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um. Well, well, as far as me and Jamie, we're yeah. not together. Oh. Um, well, we have we have our off and ons, but as of right now, we are not together. Mm. Um, with my mom, my mom and dad just got a divorce, so my mom moved out, so I live with my dad now. Oh, that's your mom and your stepdad. Oh. Yeah, they got a divorce. Oh wow, that's a my lot. That's a lot of change since the show, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of change. Oh my goodness! Now, but, how did it how did it come about that uh, that you are living with your stepdad? I mean, uh, the, on the show today, at least, we didn't really see too much uh, of him uh, and and your relationship with him. Obviously, it must be good. Um. Well, not really. Uh, my mom she moved to my grandma, and my grandma lives in like a one bedroom place, so I'm not trying to like <laughs> you're not go trying to over cram in there. Child. Right. Right. Huh? You're trying to cram everybody in that one place, then. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to do that. So I'd rather fight with my dad here instead of going and living <laughs> with my mom and being all crammed. Okay. And, and Danielle, sorry, this is Isabel. Hi. How How old is Jamie Hi. Jr. now? Jamie Jr. Uh huh. I'm seven months old. Oh wow! Wow, brand new. Yeah, he's huge. Wow. He weighs okay. 21 pounds. <laughs> okay, so um, Amari, are you back on with us? Yes, I am. Hi, Danielle. Okay, Danielle. Hi. That, that's Mari. And um, just to, I don't know if you heard any of it. Um, uh, Danielle was nice enough to, uh, to, you know, to join the show as you requested, and she let us know that her and Jamie, although they've had their, uh, you know, uh, on and off period, they're off right now. They're not together. Uh, her mom and her stepdad have divorced, and she's now staying with her stepdad. Um, her mom moved in with her grandmother, and uh, there's just a, like a one bedroom small place, so there's not really room. And uh, and and that's where and, we're at. And now, Danielle, what, what what kind of role does Jamie play in Jamie Junior's life right now? Um, right now he's actually not around. He's hmm. um, I just actually went because he lives like forty five minutes away where I met him, and um, right. I just went there for the I went over there for two days with my friend because she lives out there, and he only came over one time. And that was only for like 45 minutes. So he's not really around. I mean, we talk every once in a while, but as far as him being around all the time and calling to check on Jamie, that would be a negative. Is he helping um, out with child support or anything around? No, actually, um, actually, I just called today. Um, We have a court hearing coming up. So, okay, so you're you're pursuing pursuing all that stuff through the, the court system then? Yeah, because okay. um, I don't want him to, like, be able to run off with Jamie Jr. and me not be able to do anything about it, so I'm going to go get it in paper, like in writing. Yep, that's what you need to protect oh. that from, from that. You'd have to protect yep. with that. Yep, that's exactly. exactly what you need. Okay, okay. And so we were talking before, why doesn't Jamie have his license, and why did he lose it? Um, he actually, he had, well, he had them, like, for two years, 
and he um, got caught driving without insurance, like, literally, like, eight times. He just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. So finally, they racked him up with, like, $3,000 worth of fines, and he ended up not being able to drive for two years, I think. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And how is your progress with with high school going and getting your diploma? Um, I actually got my GED, and I'm beginning college fall quarter. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. That is really great news. That is really great news. Yeah. Daniel, I have a question about um, your relationship with your mom. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the beginning of the show, you know, described that you guys were, you know, I guess fighting a lot and having a difficult time and that your grandmother stepped in and and said that, you know what, I'm going to take her away and and to make things a little bit better. Um, But when on the show, the the way we see your mom is that she seems really concerned. She seems really calm, really uh, supportive and stable. And so what I kept feeling like, you know, I didn't really see, and, and by the way, I didn't see you as some, you know, party girl or anything either. Obviously, you know, the show starts and you're already pregnant, but I just didn't get that feel from you. What's what's the real deal? I mean, how how is it? Is it that your mom and every, when they were on camera, everything was just like they just were different people and they were different, you know, before or what? Well, the thing with me is I'm very mellow. I'm not. I'm not like a hyper outgoing kind of girl. Yeah. So on the show, you pers- I look like a mellow, not hyper kind of girl. Kind of yeah. like I'm like just like boring because yeah. I. I mean that's the kind of girl I am. Only until like I'm around my friends, like people that I know, then I can. Then I act like me. But on the show, that's just how I am. I'm really mellow. I'm just not that outgoing type of girl. Okay. And okay. as far as my mom, um, we never really fought on camera. Right. Um, I don't know why, because we kind of fight a lot, but um, <laughs> we never really fought on camera. I guess when the camera's around, we just never, like... Things were a little different. Really you you felt different, right? Yeah, it was, like, kind of... I don't know. It's just, like, my mom didn't want to, like fight with me i don't know it was well, kind of weird like we never really had any drama on camera but when the cameras weren't around we did have drama so even you noticed you're like you're sitting there looking at your mom and, and you're thinking man normally at this point she'd be up and yelling and <laughs> screaming right but she's like holding back for some reason right well my mom's not really a yeller okay. i'm not really a yeller either we don't really yell when we argue we like we yell in a talking voice we don't okay. really get up and like yell at each other and we're like we're kind of like criers. We'd rather cry and just just not talk than just yell at each other. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's good. That's a good answer. That's what I wanted to find out. Yeah. And I just had to ask, just because it sounds like because your mom was sixteen and pregnant, it sounded like she ingrained in you how not to get pregnant and not to follow in her footsteps. So by having sex before you were on birth control. Did you, didn't you know better or? Um, well, the thing with that is, which, yeah, my mom always, she would always tell me everything she went through when she got pregnant young, but I always told her, mom, it's never going to happen to me. Like I was, I was dumb about it. I didn't really think that it would happen to me, which is really, really dumb. But, um, I never really took it to heart what she told me because I never thought that that would happen to me. I never thought why I never I just never thought that would happen and I went I actually was on birth control 
when I lived with my mom. Yeah. But when I moved to my grandma's, I ended up not being on it. <laughs> I ended up quit taking it because I kept forgetting. Oh. And then when I went to actually get the birth control is when they made me take a pregnancy test and make sure I was, wasn't pregnant because they can't give you birth control if you're pregnant. And that was when I found out I had gotten pregnant. Oh, so okay. I was just a little too late. Okay, so there was an interruption in the birth control. And um, it was like, yeah. and so that's really, okay, okay. Okay, that we didn't know that. That's that's good info. And, um, and I want to ask you because we always talk about this each week: how effective this show is in preventing teen pregnancy, and whether the show glamorizes it, and whether girls think that they can get famous by being on a show. What is your take? Okay. Um, I hear it all the time. I really think that if you get pregnant to be on a TV show, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because you got to think, there's thousands of girls that apply for this show. To go get pregnant just to get that, what, 2% chance to get on the show, that is just that's really dumb. Like, you're going to have a baby forever. Why go get pregnant just to have your hour-long like your hour-long show, like that's all you get. You get your hour-long, that's everything done, but you're still stuck with a baby. Very well like, put. I, just, I don't, I don't think people should. I don't know if people are really out there trying to get pregnant on the show, but or to be on the show. But if you are, that is just really dumb. And, and Danielle, now that, now that about you... the application process, what was that? Can you tell us about the application process? Like you said that thousands of girls apply. Like, how did, how did you get chosen to be on the show? Well, when I applied, I was like 14 weeks pregnant. And um, my mom actually kept talking to me about it. I'm like, Mom, I'm not going to go apply for the show. There's no way I'm going to get on it. Like, there's tons of girls that apply for the show. Why would they choose me? And she finally got me to do it, and um, I emailed them on MTV.com and just told them about my mom being pregnant when she was my age, and I just told them about what I was going through and everything, and um, they called me back like a couple of days later, and then they um, emailed me a questionnaire, and I filled out the questionnaire or whatever and emailed them back, and then they kept calling me, and they wanted like videos of me and my family and everything. Well... I kept ignoring it. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to do this. I just feel weird. I'm not going to do this. So I just kept ignoring them. Well, they kept calling me back. So um, I finally sent them the videos, and then it took a little bit longer, like maybe a month. And then they called me back and told me that they had chosen me to be on the show. Wow. Wow. Why, yeah. do, you think your, why do you think your family was chosen? Um, well, my mom got pregnant at, with me at the age that I got pregnant with Jamie Jr. with my dad named Jamie. And then I got pregnant at my mom at 16, like my mom did with me with a guy named Jamie. Oh, and okay. that's just really weird. Like, that's just really interesting, I think. Like, Jamie isn't even a popular boy name. Like, right. it was like, my life is exactly what my mom's was. And so I think they just thought that that was an interesting thing, which they never really talked about that on my show, which is why I didn't. Right. So I don't, I don't really know why they chose me because I didn't like email them and be like, oh, I have tons of drama in my family, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So. Uh, another question we were, we were wondering what we, you know, there's a scene on your um, episode where you and Jamie are shown 
um, going through your budget and trying to see if you can move out, afford to go move out. And Ed here was wondering, well, why do they even, you know, try to build a budget? Don't they get paid um, good money by MTV? Do you, uh, I don't know if you can tell us, get paid after the show's over? Or do you get paid up front? Or do you get anything up front? Or you just wait till the show's over and then you guys get paid? Um... I really, I'm not allowed to talk about any financial oh, okay. things. They've, I mean, they just told me that before I called in, so I'm sorry. I mean, I wish I could answer that, but I, I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. No, no, we don't want you to. We don't want you to. I have, yeah, I have we, another... we, assume, we assume that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I, I have, I've got I'm another sorry. question here for you, Danielle. Now, kind of a reoccurring theme I saw through the show was, um, you, it seemed like you, it was really important to you to kind of make, uh, make a stand uh, and show that, you know what, you can do things uh, without your mom's help and you can do things, you know, on your own and not necessarily the same way that your <clears throat> mom says to do it. And so my question is to you, you know, now you, you're you not living with your mom, living with your stepdad, they're divorced and Jamie's not around. Uh, how, how are you feeling now are, and how does the future sort of feel to you? Do you feel like you're really, really on a good, stable road? Are you, are you scared still? What, what's your feeling now? Um, well, I mean, of course I'm afraid because I'm, I'm a young mother. I don't know what my future has in store, store for me yet. But, I mean, now that I have got my GED, I'm about to begin college, I feel more confident about my future. Good. Um, but, I, yeah, I feel way more comfort, confident now than I did on the show, like when we were filming. Like, I mean, I was confident, but, I mean... I didn't really have anything going for me. I mean, I didn't really work until the very end of the show. Like, I didn't really have anything going for me. But now, I mean, I do have a lot going for me. So, yeah, I'm confident. What I, you, I'm pretty sure I can do it on my own. What are you What are you uh, yeah. intending to, to study and focus on in college? Uh, radiology. Radiology, okay. ultrasound. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And what are you hoping for your relationship with Jamie? Um, I'm, I'm in love with Jamie. I love Jamie. He's my son's father. I always have love for Jamie. And I want to be with him. I want to work it out because I, I never had a mom and dad. Like I never had my real dad and my mom together. And I've always wanted that for my child. But if, even if me and Jamie don't work out, I want our relationship to be good because my mom and my real dad, they don't talk. And I hate that. Mm -hmm. So if me and Jamie don't work it out, I want to be able to, like, talk to him as a friend. I want him to be my friend, not my enemy. So. No, that that's, that's... I have to say I'm a little surprised he he doesn't have that big of a role in Jamie Jr.'s life right now because on the episode, he seemed pretty vested in it. Like, he had some strong opinions about daycare. And yes, he did. He, he just right. seems like he wanted to be a part of his life. Yeah, he was he was around like then. That was like a he was a really good dad. But when um, my mom or Jamie and my dad they're having problems, so Jamie got kicked out of my dad, and so Jamie's back in town with all his friends. So he's now out with his friends all the time, and he's not really caring about nothing but his friends. So it's just causing our relationship to get on him and him blaming it on me because he blames it on me to why he doesn't come around Jamie. He says, I don't want to come around because every time I come around, you're mean to me, which, in my opinion, our relationship should have nothing to do with him and Jamie Jr.'s relationship. 
Oh. Yeah, no, we can understand that. Yeah, he, his, yeah, yeah. we can understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say, talking to you, you sound very mature and like you're you're making the best of your situation and handling it well. And and I'm really glad that you called in so that our viewers can can listen to what happens after the cameras stop rolling and and talk to us about these issues we talk about each week about. Is, is it an effective way of, of preventing teen pregnancy? So, Danielle, thank you so much for calling in. Yes. And, uh, Ed, Isabel, oh, do you have any final questions? No, thank you so well, much, Danielle. It, it, it re- you really answer some of our questions that we usually come across every time we watch an episode. Yeah, and I'd like to say that um, I'd like to say that the the um, description of mature is exactly what I saw. I feel like you were f- faced with uh, a really, really difficult situation, and I was very impressed with you know, when you wanted to plan things and you wanted to try to understand and, and be ready. And I just, I want to say good job. And, you know, I, I wish you the best. Oh, thank yes, you. Wish you the best. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Okay. Thank you so much. And uh, and good luck with everything. Thank you. Okay, bye, Danielle. Bye. Bye. All right, Mari. Okay, well, I think that um, her... I'm glad that she called in because she answered a lot of those questions that we literally ask every week, you know, about is it effective, do goals seek out the same, and so, you know, talking to her was, it made me feel a lot better about the show, and she seemed, she came off, I think, a lot more mature um, talking to us just now, and maybe because, you know, the baby is seven months old now, but she... She's very confident and mature, and she comes off more so, I think, just now than she did in the episode. What do you guys think? I'm sorry. I'm still um, shocked here. How do we feel about her mom being the one pushing her to go ahead and um, sign up for the show? Um, Here we are always every other week talking about, oh, do we think, uh, you know, 16-year-olds are getting pregnant to get on the show? When in reality, there's some moms out there like, why don't you just join the show and make yourself some money now that you are pregnant? You know what? I'm hoping and thinking maybe that because her mom was 16 and pregnant and now there's this show that tries to prevent that, that maybe she wanted to do that as an effective means of of teaching future generations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe. What do you think? Well, I I, I would have agreed with you, Maury, but the fact that uh, we just heard from Danielle saying, you know, I don't know why during the show we didn't fight. I think the mom had put this whole front, you know, again, she was embarrassed that her 16-year-old was pregnant and wanted to show the world it's not, it wasn't my fault. I really try. And then here we get this side of her and look at me. I'm trying to be a good mom and trying to be a little supportive. Look, we don't even fight. I'm always on her side. I'm trying to make her see, you know, I love that Ed asked her that. You know, is this really the the way you and your mom's relationship is out of camera? And she kept saying, no, you know what? I don't know why we didn't fight during the show. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She said, but when the, she she did say when the cameras were on us, it seemed like we, you know, we just didn't fight then. Right. And she said, yeah, but normally we, she said we would fight when the cameras were not there. Right. Here we had the mom again. Yeah. P- you know, painting this pretty perfect family i did my best and (laughs) it worked for me i'm looking at the mom i'm thinking that you know it's she seemed you know so sort of together you know she she 
she, she and, you know. And when, and when we were watching the episode, I think I, I think I mentioned this to you, Ed. I said, see, this is why girls keep getting pregnant. Because parents like her, that make it so easy. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to be sitting next to you. You're not going to know what it's like to be in school and have a baby. I'm going to be holding the baby for you. Oh, I'll wash the bottles. Oh, you're too tired. I'll get up. You know, that's what I kept thinking the whole time. The mom was like, I'm here for you. Please stay with me. You, know, you, th- you think the mom shouldn't be doing making well, it that easy? I, I think parents shouldn't, you know, let them. I understand they're your kids, and you yeah, know you yeah. want the best for them, and you're not just going to throw them out on the streets. But yeah. you know, you don't make it easy, as in let me help you and take it, take over. It's yeah. just so easy for them to get pregnant again. And, you know, we all go through that. Even at 26, I had my mom helping me, and it felt great when I was staying there. I, I didn't want to leave. And the minute I left to go back home, it was like, oh, my gosh, I want my mom. Because <laughs> it's so easy. You don't really realize how hard it is to be on your own with your baby yeah, without yeah. any extra it, help. Yeah, and It sounds like she's pretty much doing it by herself now if she's not living with her mom and she's just living with her stepdad. Yeah. And what I have to say I was surprised by um, was her relationship with Jamie. I think that's, that's pretty unfortunate because during the show, I mean, in the end, yes, she moved back to her mom's house and he stayed at his dad's house. And um, he was, I thought he, he was acting selfish about the daycare and they were fighting. But compared to a lot of the other dads I see on the show, he seems like he had promised, so I'm, I'm right. a little taken aback by that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. He seemed uh, he seemed like a pretty level-headed baby daddy. Like at the birth, he was he was right there. He he did a, you know played a solid role there. Um, now with regard to the the daycare, you know, I guess I guess I could see how you could look at it and say he's being selfish. But you know, any any father and and maybe maybe. Uh, Danielle was just, you know, kind of looking forward to some time off from being a full-time mom 24/7. That's why daycare seemed okay to her, but you know, as even myself as a father, I know that I didn't ever want to leave my child with anyone before my child could talk, you know, if something's going to happen, I want my child to be able to tell me what happened. And so it's, you know, the baby was not it baby's just now 7 months old. Um and so that's what she was telling us uh I think before you came back on. Well, see, I, I I see what you guys say, you know, oh, he seems so, you know, worried about leaving the child. Yeah, he did. But throughout the show, he never said, he never, I mean, he said it, but he never took over and yeah. took care of the baby. It was easy to say he's fine because he's with you, yeah. which is, I think, the same thing that's going on right now. He may not be around the baby that much because in his head, is he's fine. He's with her. That's yeah, his mom. Exactly. And it's it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And and you know what? That's the immaturity part uh, you know, on his side. Right. Because yeah, you know what? He goes to work and comes home and, you know, he was sleeping instead of helping right. with the baby. And, and he did threaten, well, I'll just quit my job because he knew she would not be okay with that. Hello, you're my only income. Yeah. You're not quitting your job. But he never said, how about, okay, let's go back to, you know, our first plan and I'll go to work and come home and take over so you can study. Yeah. He never said that. He just said, I'll quit my job knowing well that she would be against that because that was their only income. Yeah. So I don't see and where you know, the great dad really of the year was here. I thought Danielle showed her maturity was when she, I, I asked, um, how are you guys now or what do you hope for the future? And she said that he, he claims he doesn't want to come over because I make him feel bad and I yell at him and I said to him, our relationship should be, should be separate from your relationship with your son. Yeah. You know, I thought that showed a lot of maturity for a 16-year-old 
to say that, and and I totally agree with her. That's right. Yeah, she's mature. She's got maturity uh, all over the place. Uh, you know, she she really, really is impressive uh, for a sixteen year old. Uh, the way she's handling the situation, I think. I I do I do have I do wonder though, like um, as much as we saw the mom so you know so strong about wanting to you know, have Danielle around and have the baby around. And for us to find out now that not only is she not living with her mom, but she's living with her stepdad. Yeah, that was the whole act you know, put together by I, the mom. I, I, I wonder, <laughs> I, I should have asked her, are they living in that same house or wherever that they were? And now the mom moved uh, to the grandma's house, which is over by where Jamie right. is. Right, And moved into a one-bedroom. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, basically like saying, well, you know what? Why wouldn't she? I don't. I don't know. It just seems. It seems odd to me. She's living with her stepdad. And Mari, one of the things I asked her before you got back on the line was, okay, obviously, you your relationship with your stepdad must be good if you're choosing to live with him instead of your mom, at what well, since they're divorcing. And she said, no, not really. It's just because my mom moved in with my grandma, and it's a tiny place. Right. You know. So yeah. that's pretty interesting. You know, I didn't. I I really felt bad for the mom in the show, and I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So I didn't think that she was. I, I thought she made weird comments, but I didn't think that she was wanting the world to think she was a good mom and and doing these things out of selfish reasons. But now that we hear all this, that she's the one who told her to apply, they didn't fight on camera, but yeah. they did off, and that now that the cameras are no longer rolling, they're not living together. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder. Right. Yeah, that's exactly my point. I wonder what in the world is really going on there. Um, what is going on? I don't know. So do we uh, want to go to a commercial break, and then we'll come back and talk about news and gossip? Let's do it. Are we ready, Phil? Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yes. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why AfterBuzz TV is the number one source for after-show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Now, the So, uh, Teen Mom stars Caitlin, Sarah, Amber, and Macy all appeared in a What We Should Have Done That Night series of teen pregnancy PSAs produced by MTV and It's Your Sex Life.com. The four PSAs are titled What We Should Have Done That Night, If I Knew Then What I Know Now, Timing Is Everything, and What I Could Have Done With My Senior Year. Their answers range from saying things that they should have kept it to cuddling to wishing they'd used protection. And the most pow- powerful response came from Macy, who says, I love Bentley, but I would not wish a teen pregnancy on anyone. So what do you guys think of this PSA campaign? Hmm. What do you think, Isabel? Well, keep trying. I mean, Keep, <laughs> keep it at cuddling. Keep it at, that's a good... That, that should be a banner. Yeah, keep it at <laughs> cuddling. Uh, so I think the answer is, if it's going to uh, prevent prevent the uh, unwanted unsupportable babies i guess we uh oh. you know the unplanned <laughs> babies 
we like it. Cuddle. Cuddle. I don't know about cuddling. Cuddle there's, a lot of touch, there's a lot of touch so, in there, um, too. Last Cuddle all day long. episode stars, Jamie and Ryan, you guys remember them. Ryan cheated on her. Anyways, um, apparently they're very well known with the local police department. The couple have racked up four arrests between them in the past year alone. Apparently, Jamie is being cited for simple assault in January, January and she allegedly um, was involved in an incident where she attacked a female classmate. Wow. And she seems so calm on the show, so I'm wondering if this female classmate was maybe the girl he cheated with. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like that's in her character. Oh, man, the girl from last week? They're, yeah. Wow. Man, she really seemed level-headed. Okay, go ahead. I know, and even more disappointing than that, though not surprising, is uh, Ryan's track record is even worse. Um, he was arrested in November for assault on a female, not Jamie, but another female. He was also arrested in July for cocaine and marijuana possession. He was cited in August for underage drinking, and he's expected to return to court later this month to answer to various charges. Wow. Okay, he's taking it to a new level then, because uh, we already knew that he was in trouble with underage drinking and partying, partying and all that. But now he's taking it to another level. That's that's wow. unfortunate. Yeah. And you know, Ed, I, I'm not saying you were defending him last episode, but you were <laughs> discussing, you know, his custody rights as a father. But oh, yeah. um, they're in court rec right now. Jamie is pleading with a judge to gain sole custody of their daughter, and yeah. she's claiming to the judge that he has a cocaine problem. So I'm wondering, do you change your? No, no, it's exactly what? the same. What happens now, though, is that the court will Can then... Can we turn off its microphone? <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's no, in, point. in this case, no point. in this case, the court would simply address the drug issue and say that you cannot be under the influence of any, any drugs or any alcohol or anything like that. And then, like I said, the court offers things like supervised visitation. So um, I, don't, I don't defend any of his behavior or his choices, but I do defend his rights as a father. Every, well, every day, all day long. I'm going to interrupt you guys real quick. We have a ca caller on the line. Hopefully, he is here to argue with Ed. Hello, huh. caller. Are you there? Isn't everybody? Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, who, who, who's on the line? Who, who, what's your name, caller? My name's uh, Richie. How you doing? Oh, how you doing, Richie? Good. Are you guys talking about the real world? Uh... <laughs> Uh, this is uh, 16 and pregnant. It is MTV, so you're close. Close to the oh, real well, world. I wanted to call. I don't know if you could help us out, but we, uh, my uh, my buddy runs a, a radio show of his own, Leroy from uh, Real World. going to be on tomorrow night taking people's questions. We'd love for you guys to call in. Uh, oh, I see. I see. Well, okay, well, that's like a uh, double a double reverse the plug after there. Show. Yeah. Right? We I'll be hosting the Real World After Show in 35 minutes. So call back in 35 minutes. <laughs> okay, I will. All right, okay, that's that that Richie, you. right? Okay, thanks a lot, man. Uh, <laughs> and oh, the power of, of live television and <laughs> live live audio podcast. I gotta say, on Vampire Diaries, we had a caller who she thought she was checking her voicemail, and oh boy, was she embarrassed! No way. <laughs> that is hysterical. Yes, that is hysterical. Now the funnier part was um, she okay, kept so calling back. 
and, and I was I wanted to pick after the tenth time. I really wanted to pick up and like you seriously. You keep dialing the same number. What is your voicemail number? Well, maybe she was doing coke as well. Uh oh. <laughs> Oh, low blow. Okay, so let's get back into our final piece of news and gossip, which um, now talking to Danielle, I kind of see this point, but creator Lauren Dolgan, she told CNN, okay, so I'm going to list off a couple of statistics. Apparently, the National Campaign to Prevent Teen and Unplanned Pregnancy found that among teens who watched 16 and Pregnant, 82% believe the show helps teens better understand the challenges of teen pregnancy and how to avoid it. According to a recent study by the Internet Sexuality Information Services, many respondents cited the impact that TV has on educating them about sex. In particular, they cited 16 and Pregnant as a positive influence. And Lauren, the creator, said, though there is still much work to be done, recent data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention finds that teen birth rates in the U.S. is at a record low. And so that was her defense of, of this show. Okay. Well... You know, I'm going to say I, I I think MTV does help a little. I um, If I would have watched the show, I think I would have waited. <laughs> and I planned my kid. If I would have watched the show and seen all these babies waking up at all hours, I would have been like, no, I'm waiting another year. I think a good way, a good way for us to kind of test ourselves with something like this is to say, hey, if we had a daughter or if we had a niece or, or a friend who had a daughter, would we say, you know what, in these, I, would we recommend, hey, your daughter needs to watch this show? And I did that just today. So I think that means that I believe it is a good PSA because I told a friend of mine, say, hey, your daughter is, you know, she's going to be like 12, 13 soon. And if the world's getting crazy, she needs to watch the show. And then listen to you on AfterBuzz TV. And then listen on AfterBuzz. <laughs> <laughs> and call it. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, that's it for our news and gossip. Uh, let's get into a, a prediction before we close up the show. And prediction. now, your AfterBuzz What are we predicting? Um, well, um, Go ahead, what I Mark. could gather for next week, I think that we're going to be facing a very similar issue with the 16 and pregnant mothers struggling about where to live, which parents' house to live at, and where to move in. So we'll be talking about that issue once again. Um, yeah, my prediction, we have a crier on the next episode. <laughs> Every scene they showed today, she was crying. So oh, I didn't I didn't wait for the preview. Remember? Okay, oh, so you, you guys didn't? are oh, I didn't okay. see the preview. I didn't wait for it. Okay, Ed was snorting coke, I guess, sir. Would you please <laughs> okay, refrain? Okay, and um, let's hope that we can get uh, next week's mom to call in as well, because I think that that was very informative. And yes. I think the most interesting part is once the cameras stop rolling, where they end up. So... Thank you very much, Ed and Isabel, for joining me. And Danielle, you. if you're listening, thank you for calling in. Thank and you. Um, that's it. And I want to thank you, Mari, yeah. for getting us Good Danielle. Job. Yes, for her, your tweeting. Excellent work. Yes. And, All uh, the power of Twitter. That's how we got Danielle. Yes. We tweeted at her and she called. Yes. And I want to I wanna give a quick plug for those of you who are Idol fans. We will have Tim Urban, who was a top seven finalist in season nine. In studio tonight. Whoa, oh. awesome! Oh, oh wait, Are we wait. invited? No, you're not invited. I have a prediction that I forgot to give. My prediction is that uh, people are going to disagree with me again. All right. Well, that's that's probably <laughs> good. That's not necessarily a prediction. That's a yeah. what, certainty. Phil, just unplug, <laughs> unplug. I'm going to defend the father. I didn't even defend Jamie as much as I wanted to this time. But you know, whatever. We'll talk about it later. Take us out of here, Mari. 
Okay, well, thank you so much. That's your AfterBuzz TV for 16 and Pregnant for Danielle. And join us next week. Thank you so much. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.